0: running liftoff we have a liftoff it is 12 after the hour. I am Eric Erickson. This is Atlanta's Evening News on WSB. Welcome. The phone number, 404-872-0750, wsb talk It's a busy news day out there. So we got the Tex McIver trial. I, there's not a lot I can add, although I, I'm with, with um, Ron and, and Veronica and Phil and the rest of them. When the jury came out and said uh, that, uh, they wanted to know if they could get off on everything except one. I assume they were leaning towards acquittal and then, a, a hung jury earlier today and, uh, the lecture from the judge, and then suddenly guilty of everything except murder, um, was, was something I, I didn't see coming. I was actually, I was at lunch today, uh, and with, with, uh, Bryant Wright and a friend from his church, and we were talking about this case and, just shaking our heads at all over that the jury had come back, and I certainly didn't expect them to come back uh, late this afternoon after having said they couldn't reach agreement. Um, I, I, you would think that if, if they were in a rush, they would have done it on Friday because of the weekend. Um, and my guess can only be that there were one or two jurors holding things up. Uh, and the rest were ready to go, and so the rest of the jury was accommodating them as best they could. Now, I did. My wife asked the question uh, a little while ago: Why felony murder, not murder? What's the difference? Well, uh, murder in Georgia is essentially malice aforethought. You you plan to kill someone. You have uh, an anger, a, a hatred against them, and you set about planning to kill them. Uh, felony murder, which is what they found Tex McIver guilty of is a murder that occurs in the commission of another felony. Uh, so he was found guilty of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, which is a felony. Uh, in the aggravated assault, Diane McIver died. Therefore, he's guilty of felony murder, uh, which is different from uh, the the planned murder um, of with malice. And then guilty of everything else as well. Uh, did not see that coming. It is impressive, um, to see the jury work this out, uh, and to see the system work with the trial by jury. Uh, Tex McIver is now in custody and they will sentence him at a later date. If I remember right in Georgia, a felony murder is not a death penalty. It it is a potential life in prison crime, but it is not a death penalty crime, um, Murder in Georgia, first-degree murder, with malice is a death penalty crime. Uh, malice murder is or not malice murder, rather, uh, felony murder is not. Um, but then guilty with, with uh, trying to influence a witness, guilty of uh, committing a crime with a deadly weapon, guilty of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, uh, guilty of felony murder. Uh, what you see in this process is a prosecutor, a good prosecutor— tries to charge everything possible and essentially provide the jury a menu option uh, you can you can find him guilty of murder but you don't have to if you don't you can find him guilty of felony murder but if you don't you can find him guilty of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and on and on or you can find him guilty of of all of the above and um, and they did, uh, with the exception of a, a, a first-degree murder. I, I'm saying first-degree murder. The charge was actually murder, just so you dis- can distinguish it between felony murder. There you have it. Um, so sentencing will be coming up. We will see what MacIver gets, given his age. Um, a, 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 a life in prison probably isn't actually that long of a time. Uh, then we also have the Waffle House shooter has been arrested. The FBI is saying there may be possible charges against his father, which is a good thing. Now, this is another situation where this individual, the Waffle House shooter, appeared on the radar of the FBI and then was dismissed. And his guns were given to his dad by Illinois police, and his dad returned the guns to his son after saying he wouldn't. It sounds to me like the dad probably needs to go to jail after telling the police based on the facts we know right now he told the police he would not return the guns to his son and he did Um, the son clearly has mental health issues it's interesting to see a bunch of gun uh, gun control advocates rush out over the weekend and say, oh, they're going to tell you this guy has mental illness. You shouldn't believe him. Um, this was just another white guy with an AR-15. No, 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 the guy actually has mental illness. The, the man believed Taylor Swift was stalking him and apparently attempted to get a meeting with the president at the White House where the Secret Service detained him uh, to, broker, to see if the president could broker a deal between uh, him and Taylor Swift to get her to stop stalking him. Um, he clearly had issues. And then of course, this afternoon we have the Toronto attack word is still coming out on that. Uh, nine people are dead. 16 are injured after a terrorist in a van, uh, ran people over on the Toronto street. Uh, he as well is in custody like, <clears throat> excuse me, like the Waffle House shooter. Uh, those are your major, major stories that are out there today. Um, We will take your phone calls on that and a whole lot more, 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. But we've also got a ton of other news out there today as well that we need to deal with, including Mike Pompeo, his vote uh, before the committee um, in the Senate. We'll be headed to the floor of the Senate. Uh, Shania Twain and Jeff Ely and the outrage of people related to them. And oil prices, my goodness! But I just, I got to leave you with this as we head to break. The funniest headline you will see this week is from Space.com. Uranus smells like rotten eggs. Just ponder that one while we go to break. It is 26 after the hour. Let's go to the phones. Jeff in Marietta, welcome. Hey, uh, Eric. My, my question is that, you know, when you're assigned to a jury and they tell you that, you know, if you have a reasonable doubt, you should say not guilty. So if a, if a juror has a reasonable doubt, they're saying not guilty, but everyone else is trying to convince him, yes, yes, yes. And they go back out and say it's a hung jury and the judge basically twists their arm and they make a decision. You're forcing yourself to now make a decision against what you believe. Uh, what do you think? Uh, well, not necessarily. The The judge gives an instruction and, oh, what is it? Is it the Allen instruction? Start. it's somebody's last name. I can't remember. Anyway, there's essentially the order, yeah. a, an instruction that the judge reads that says, right. uh, we've given you all the information. You've said here, you know it better than anyone. If you can't make a decision, no one else can make a decision. So please go give it one last shot and try. Um, there are plenty of examples of hung juries in Georgia. Um I, I essentially though what what you do is is you do have to go in and you do have to try to come to a decision and it may be you flat out decide this person is not guilty, you're not going to change your mind, but it may also be that uh, you're, you're kind of thinking you, you you want to, but you feel kind of guilty, you might be destroying this person's life, and and your, your hang-up has nothing to do with whether or not you think he's guilty or innocent. It has everything to do with, do I want to be the person uh, who makes the decision on this person's life? And right. If you can get over those, then I think you're okay. But, I mean, listen, if it wasn't this jury, they would go back and do another jury, so might as well be this jury. Okay. Thanks, sir. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, y'all, it, the I I get the concerns, but is it the Allen? Maybe it's the the Allen instruction. I can't. It's 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 somebody's last name, but essentially, a judge in Georgia. If there's a hung jury, uh, goes in and the judge tells them, reads them a statement, uh, pre-approved by the Supreme Court of Georgia over over time, saying, "Y'all have seen all the facts. You have seen this case. You have done here. You have been here. You've seen all the evidence. No one else outside this courtroom has seen it like you." Uh, this is your job. And if it's not going to be you, it's going to be someone else. So go do your best, uh, overcome your resolve about being someone's judge or being the jury. Um, you don't have to punish this person, but you got to decide, do they need to be punished for what they've done? Essentially. Uh, And that's what this jury did after being admonished from the judge. Hey, remember me? <laughs> it is one of those days, folks. Oh, goodness gracious. The phone number, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. So what else did I want to talk about today? Let's see. Uh, we got the Shania Twain, uh-huh, Jafili, oil prices, the White House dinner, Uranus smells like rotten eggs, funniest headline of the day, that poor planet. Um, oh, and, and Mitt Romney is going to have to have a primary. Okay, so did you hear about Shania Twain? She dared to say. Now, she's a Canadian, so it doesn't count anyway. But she said she would have voted for Donald Trump, and oh, the left bullied her. She had to walk back and apologize to the sensitive little bullies of the left. Uh, and then Jeff Ely, the, the CBS uh, football uh analyst who posed for a prom picture with his daughter and her boyfriend uh with a gun and oh the left was outraged had to apologize for that one too. Uh why do we have to keep apologizing to these sensitive childless liberals? I mean, my goodness gracious, these people are, are the most sensitive source. You would think that, that Darwin would have weeded them out if, if Darwin was right. But, oh, no, maybe he wasn't. We'll see. I, I I put my money on Jesus, not on Darwin when it comes to this stuff. But, my goodness, these people are just annoying. Whining. Good gracious. When we come back, though, the Nazis in Noonan we must discuss. Zero, all engine running Lift off we have a lift off It's 12 after the hour I'm Eric Erickson. this is WSB the phone number 404 872 0750 1800 WSB talk Uh, programming note real quick. Uh, not going to be here tomorrow. Christy is having her battery of scans and whatnot. Uh, every three months we go through this with her lung cancer. So prayers appreciated for good scans tomorrow. Uh, let's get into the news, uh, some Georgia news. I told you, as these come out, um, as purchased ads, I would play them. Casey Cagle has an ad up, uh, went up over the weekend. I want to talk about the governor's race a little bit, uh, and I want to tie it into Mitt Romney, uh, just be Be patient with me and you will understand what I'm talking about. Uh, But this is the new Casey Cagle ad. I gotta say, I I hate the the silver shiny font. It makes everything look distorted in the ad. Uh, Nonetheless, uh, listen to the ad. Children deserve our best. When a single mom is struggling with an addiction or a life-threatening illness and needs a safe place for her child while she recovers, there's a better way to help than state foster care. That's why I led the fight to pass the Strengthening Families Act, to give parents the right to place their children with a trusted friend or church member, so they're cared for by those who love them, not just government. Conservative Casey Cagle leads. Can I just ask a question? Why is he whispering... In the ad, that was the the first thing. But it's a good ad. It, it, he, you know, he did push on on adoption reform on this issue. Andy Stanley and other pastors in the metro area really, really uh, were focused on uh, allowing churches to help families uh, put their lives back together. And and the state had opposed the effort. Casey really did fight for this. Uh, now he's got a commercial out about it, but it just sounds like he's whispering in the ad and. I have no idea why. Um, now, I have noticed, and by the way, you should also know, uh, in the Clay Tippins ad that came out the other day, going after Casey Gagel and then attacking Hunter Hill as Benedict Arnold, uh, Jody Heist, Congressman Jody Heist has come up with a very forceful statement against Clay Tippins that he thinks is disrespectful. Um, to call a soldier who put his life on the line at war for this country, a Benedict Arnold, over a public policy issue. It sounds like uh, yeah, Jody Heiss coming to the defense of Hunter Hill pretty strongly on that. Uh, but, you know, other than, than these little issues, this hasn't been a very big race. I mean, there there hasn't been a lot of buzz about it. There hasn't been a lot of controversy in this now, I know they're all like saving their money towards the end. Apparently, a big Brian Kemp ad buy is coming out soon, um, and I, uh, I'm, I just there's no controversy. And as a talk radio guy and a political junkie, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of. Well, I'm impressed there hasn't been as much back and forth and yin yang between the candidates. And I know it'll happen in the runoff. The runoff will be savage um, with two candidates with millions of dollars in the bank trying to destroy each other. Uh, as they as they head towards it, it looks more and more like Stacey Abrams as their Democratic opposition. It's going to be interesting to see how the state party tries to get the candidates not to personally destroy each other to make it easy for the Democrats uh, for November. But uh, I think that's where all the fighting will happen. Now, I bring all this up to contrast with the situation with Mitt Romney in Utah. Mitt Romney running for the Senate. I wish every state did what Utah does. Now, follow along with me here of how Utah does its primaries. In Utah, both parties have conventions, And statewide candidates and congressional candidates, I believe it's congressional candidates. I know it's Senate, uh, governor, um, things like that. What they do is you go to a convention and you put your name on the ballot at the convention. And if you can get 60% of the convention delegates to go along with you and support you, then there is no primary. If you have 60% of the grassroots activists who go to a party convention in, fa- in your favor, you don't have a primary. It saves the state money. They don't have to run your primary. But if you can't get to 60%, let's say there are five candidates. If you can't get to 60%, they have a vote at the convention for the top two people. And if one of those two people gets 60%, or they narrow it down until you get to two, rather. And if one of those people can't get to 60%, then they have a primary between them. And all the voters in the state can go have a primary and decide. But if someone can get to 60%, In the convention there's no reason to have a primary because the base of the base the people who show up at the convention for the party have chosen that person and what happens in utah you find that your your grassroots activists are much more engaged your party is much more organized at the county level constantly because you're having conventions uh, every two years Um, the base of the party is much more involved in the operations of the party and you don't have these bloody primaries if someone can get their grassroots organized. And then what you find out as you head into the primary, if you do, is that both sides are very, very organized heading into the primary because they've been organizing for the convention. So it it helps produce stronger candidates overall, but it also helps minimize the number of primaries you have. If, if, there's, if you're going to have a, a blowout candidacy, there's no reason to spend all your party resources and state resources on a primary. Do it at the convention. It just makes a load of sense to me Mitt Romney was not able to get to 60% of the convention so there will be a primary in Utah he is expected to win that because uh, he did get close uh, but he, he didn't get quite there I I just think it's something that every state should adopt uh, and what you find is is that conventions oftentimes uh, pick conservatives or on the right liberals on the left Uh, but who also have a mind towards winning. Uh, Occasionally, like the Virginia situation, Virginia Republicans picked a bunch of wackadoos every once in a while. Uh, But by and large, it it really helps, and it streamlines the process, and it makes the party actually involved in it. Uh, I just, I'm really, I I have been, it's a progressive idea of primary system. Came out of uh, La Follette in Wisconsin, and I don't like the idea that Democrats and Republicans can cross over into each other's primaries and shape the candidate field for each party. I think that's a bad idea, and I really like the convention process and wish we did it here in Georgia. An official brief profit center timeout to thank a sponsor Man Crates. I'm drinking a beer and it is in my custom pint glass with my name on it my beer glass i've got 6 of them and i got them from mancrates.com it is the website to go for the impossible gift person the guy you know who you want to get them something awesome and you're just not sure you got a birthday coming up you want something you want to recommend someone go there to get something for you mancrates.com really is awesome they've got stuff if you're into grills if you're into home cooking brewing distilling if you're into sports um hunting fishing you name it they've got a man crate for you. In fact, Man Crates has gifts for every type of guy and it shipped in a wooden crate. You can go to my Instagram page and see the video of mine when it came. They even ship it with a crowbar. You pry it open yourself. It's really cool packaging. Hundreds of uh, gift options, so finding the perfect Man Crate, it's really simple. You go to mancrates.com slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K, you find the unique gift like the adventurous knife making kit for the hands-on guy or the whiskey appreciation crate. They've got thousands of five-star reviews every Man comes with a hundred percent satisfaction guarantee. I love my beer glasses. They even when they shipped them to me, they shipped beer nuts and peanuts. You name it. Um, got great little gifts. Had bar snacks for my friends when they came over. So tell your wife, your girlfriend, your mom, whoever you know who want you want a gift from them, or you want to get a gift for someone. Go to Mancrates. You'll get five percent off at mancrates.com slash Eric. Limited time offer five percent off right now at mancrates.com slash Eric. That's mancrates, M A N C R A T E S.com slash Eric. Thank you to Mancrates for sponsoring the show. 26 after the hour, Eric Erickson here, News 955 AM750 WSB. I, I just so I gotta tell you guys. Well you know what? Let me pull it pull it up. Um, White House menu. I I was was tweeting about this earlier today. I just I'm not a fine dining person. I, I just find the whole thing, like, I want to be able to pronounce what I'm eating, and I, it just doesn't sound good to me. The, the the White House menu for the state dinner, goat cheese gateau, uh, which is like a, a, a cake of some kind, tomato jam, buttermilk biscuit crumbles, young variegated lettuces, Ugh. main course, rack of spring lamb. I don't like lamb to begin with, but burnt chip Polini subies, I, I I don't even know what that is. Carolina gold rice jambalaya, made jambalaya this weekend, uh, tasty. A nectarine tart, no, thank you. Creme fresh ice cream, I actually made that this weekend, so uh, I'd be good with the jambalaya and the ice cream. Uh, and can I get like the buttermilk biscuit without the crumbles? I don't. I'm just not a fine dining person, and I'm. I mean, God bless you if you are, but I want to be able to pronounce everything that I have on my menu and know what it is. Um, you know, if I were, if I were president and I was doing a state visit, we'd have gumbo for the soup. I'd make it chicken and dewy pot probably because of people's shellfish allergies, but then I do fried chicken and mashed potatoes with roasted asparagus or green beans. And then we'd have sweet potato pie for dessert. It would be fantastic. And maybe even some homemade buttermilk ice cream. I made cream fresh ice cream and buttermilk peach ice cream this weekend, but all this other fancy stuff. No, thank you. I just have no reason to do that. Uh, Although I will say I did go to Ray's on the River for lunch today and got their crab cake there. Fantastic crab cake with asparagus. When we come back, we actually have more important things than my menu options to talk about, including the Nazis in Noonan and the liberal media's wackadoo response to the police there daring to enforce the law. it is 40 after the hour i am eric Erickson. this is atlanta's evening news on wsb the full number is 404-872-0750-1800 wsb talk in noonan on saturday uh, Neo Nazis, Nazis, what, whatever, uh, Nazi scum, decided to show up and do a protest, and I, I don't know why they picked Noonan. Um, I, I, I think I might have read that they, they thought demographically people in Noonan would would see eye to eye or something. They were wrong. You had uh, thirty Nazi scum show up, and you had over a hundred. Noonan residents, white, black, Asian, Hispanic, all show up uh, to protest uh, the Nazis. And Antifa showed up. The kissing cousins of the Nazis showed up to protest the Nazis. And it was interesting in that it it was entirely peaceful. Uh, The Nazis apparently ran off somewhere in in the dark under a rock somewhere to burn crosses later. Um, But they didn't get arrested. The Antifa protesters are the ones who got arrested. I think less than a dozen. But the police told them it was against the law to protest wearing masks in Georgia. It is a statute that is constitutional. Clarence Thomas was the deciding vote and he pointed out Uh, That the most effective way to fight the Klan back in the day was exposure through anti-masking laws. You're allowed to wear masks on Halloween in Georgia, but you're not allowed to wear masks at political protests. And the Antifa protesters refused to take off their masks. And so they were arrested by the police for being the lawbreakers. The Nazis, say what you will about them, they had a permit to protest. The Antifa guys wouldn't take their masks off. Now... What does that have to do with anything? Well, nothing. Um, the, the police did their job. The, the Noonan police deserve a standing ovation. They did a wonderful job uh, protecting the the community in Noonan uh, from violence in the downtown area. But the liberals of the media liberal reporters for the huffington post and elsewhere all of them millennial young reporters with an entitlement mentality blasted the police they you, you let the nazis alone and you're 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 rounded up the, the people with the masks i mean they really were whining about it attacking the police one activist said that the only white supremacists who were doing any violence in noonan were the police officers By the way, the police officers were white and black. I mean, you couldn't help it but have the left-wing protesters attacking the police. It was very predictable, but also rather disappointing as well uh, that they would go to such an extent to do something like that, uh, to blast the police who did such a good job and need to be commended For standing up to the Nazis, taking a situation that could have been very volatile and making sure nothing bad happened. So my hat's off to the Noonan police. Let's move on to other stuff. Having uh, dealt with the Noonan situation, Um, there is a story out there about Amazon probably not coming to Georgia. And this is a good thing. Uh, I I do believe that Republican leaders in the state, many of them formerly Democrats, uh, they are perfectly happy to use the power of the state and your tax dollars to lure businesses into the state. Uh, Never mind the culture and never mind the never mind the I'm sorry, there's there's breaking news at this moment. Uh, statement from the office of George Herbert Walker Bush, uh, President George H.W. Bush has been admitted to Houston Methodist Hospital after contracting an infection that has spread to his blood. Uh, he is responding to treatment and appears to be recovering. We will issue additional updates as events warrant. Mm, prayers for him. Goodness, what a rough week. In um, any event. As I was saying, Amazon doesn't want to come into the state of Georgia, apparently, because it got freaked out by the those awful Christians in the legislature trying to protect Christian adoption agencies that want to help place kids in, in adoptive care. And what is so interesting here is that this issue has apparently come up behind the scenes and you've got state leaders saying, but that was just the Senate. It wasn't the House. It wasn't the governor. Pay no attention to the icky, awful Christians. Y'all... This is just another example of Republicans in the state of Georgia will sell you out in a heartbeat for the almighty dollar. And this should be an issue. The Republicans on the in the gubernatorial race right now should be making this a huge issue. Uh, the the only one I know of who's making it a big issue is Michael Williams. Uh, that he there he sees no reason for Amazon to come into the state, knowing what it's going to bring, knowing that it is going to tr- they're going to try to um, upend the values of the state, and knowing as well that Republican leaders in the state are going to bend over backwards to show fealty to Hollywood and Amazon and the like on these issues. It looks like Boston and Washington, D.C. have the leg up on this because of tolerance issues. Jeff Bezos is a big champion of of gay rights and wants to go to a, a tolerant, open-minded place. And I'm sure you'll have left-wing bigots in, in Atlanta uh, trying to shut up the Christians and drive them from the town square to try to attract more big business. And they don't even like big business. They're progressives. They don't like big business. But it's it just remarkable to me to see Republicans in the state of Georgia willing to use your tax dollars to try to lure businesses into the state that will profoundly upend the culture in this state and the respect for individuals and the respect for people of faith. And more and more you need to remember as you go to the polls and the primaries that you got a bunch of Republicans who claim to love Jesus who are perfectly happy to sell him out to a Fortune 500 company. 54 after the hour. There's a story making the rounds about a woman who received an apple, apple slices in a um, little Delta baggie. She's coming back from international flight. Delta passed out the apple slices, and she put it in her bag, got off, went through customs, got a $500 fine uh, for bringing agriculture products back into the country. Again, this was a Delta flight. They were landing. I think in New York City. And a, she got a potential $500 fine. Looks like it is going to be a $500 fine the customs agent imposed for bringing undeclared agricultural product back in the country. Now she's mad at Delta and says Delta shouldn't have given uh, away the apples. Uh, I think Delta's position is uh, we gave it to you to eat on the plane uh, as a snack and you kept it. Um, I don't think either of them are at fault here. I think it's the idiot customs agent. It's very clear that the apple was in a, a bag, a sealed bag with a Delta logo on it. Duh, guess where it came from? Um, it's so bureaucratic agent, uh, behaving like a mind numbed automaton on behalf of the state. It's just, just infuriating. Um, lastly, you should know that, uh, Mike Pompeo's nomination has been reported out of the foreign relations committee. There are votes in the Senate to ensure he's going to get confirmed probably, um, no later than Thursday. Um, the Senator from Delaware, a Democrat, I forget his name now who did it, um, starts with, it's not, uh, I can't remember anyway. Coons, that's it. Uh, Senator Coons, he, um, abstained from voting because Johnny Isaacson was missing from the committee this afternoon. Uh, Johnny Isaacson here in Georgia, he was not there able to cast his vote. Otherwise, Pompeo would have gotten out with no problem. So the senator from Delaware, out of respect to Senator Isakson, uh, abster- voted present so that Pompeo would have the votes to go to the floor. A number of Democrats have come out and said they would vote for him. I got to tell you, though. This, When I talk about Trump derangement syndrome, I I think it affects both sides. Uh, There are people who have never, ever, ever cited, uh, I mean, just the character issues with Trump, people who are just double down on it, it doesn't matter anymore, after years of it mattering, is Trump derangement syndrome. But it's also the people who, for years, have said, we need guys like Mike Pompeo in office. He's responsible, he's reasonable, he's measured, he's an adult. He has gravitas. And now they can't bring themselves to vote for him because Donald Trump has nominated him. It is like there is a madness of the mind burning through this country. And reasonable people are just going to have to keep their heads above water and rebuild the country after the nonsense of of this stuff kind of burns through the country. Mike Pompeo was nominated by the president to be director of the CIA. He passed with a number of Democratic votes. And it is amazing to see those people now come out and say, oh, no, we can't have this guy as, as Secretary of State. Donald Trump nominated him. That's just silly talk. Uh, Pompeo is far more qualified than Tillerson. And you know what's so interesting in what people don't realize is that Nikki Haley, uh, there was no love loss between Tillerson and Nikki Haley, but Nikki Haley and Mike Pompeo and John Bolton, the three of them have a really good working relationship together. I mean, we are looking at a foreign policy, powerhouse between the three of them advising the president of the united states i am really excited to see pompeo get into the secretary of state's office and of course the, the new cia director is awesome too